0: Coven, before we get to the show, we have an exciting announcement because we are doing a live show in Los Angeles, the city of angels, (laughs) on Wednesday, the windy, the sunshine state, (laughs) um, on Wednesday, December 4th, at Largo. OMG, we
1: are so excited to be in this space. Lucy, how do we get tickets? Oh, you can get tickets at wineandcrimepodcast.com forward slash live. Just go to the website. There's all the information you'll ever need. We're so excited. We will see you in L.A. on Wednesday, December oh, 4th. We cannot wait. Now on to the show. You
2: are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah, sure, you betcha. Yeah. And I am stern when I say that.
0: You do sound like a school marm.
2: Yeah, Um, I'm Kenyon, I'm Lucy, and I'm Amanda... And we have some very special guests for you this episode. Please welcome Darren Karp and John Thrasher of Martinis
3: and Murder. Oh, thanks, the crowd everybody. goes wild. Thanks everybody. <laughs> oh my god, Darren, you're so hot. John, you're so hot. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks for having us. <laughs> thank you for coming. Yeah, really appreciate it. What a warm welcome.
4: Yes, thanks. Yeah, for the applause applause. Thank you for arriving
3: big. on the second
0: Day of my period, so I will be the crankiest today.
3: <laughs> oh, good! Sounds great. That makes two of us, Watch sweetie. Out. So let's go. I'm ready. You're welcome.
4: <laughs> What's a period?
3: Yeah, it's we we'll, will explain it to you later, sweetie. Thanks.
0: Okay.
1: Your <laughs> your gets your gets traumatic.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I'm <laughs> plugging out. in my heating pad. That's right.
1: But seriously, I thanks have to for point out us. that. Amanda promised 45 seconds ago not to bring up her exploding vagina <laughs> and here we are. Well, I didn't bring up my
0: exploding vagina, you did. I use very <laughs> tame language when discussing my scenes. John doesn't even I know what a, a vagina
3: is. So guys, take it very slow. I don't either, slow so John and I have
0: that in common. One step at a time. <laughs> One guys. step or,
3: like Our... ease him into the girl talk, you know what I mean? Got just it. Ease him in. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really
2: gross anecdote that I'm not going to share. So, (laughs) grateful.
3: Saving you, John. Saving you. Uh,
2: I feel like we probably have some stuff in common given the themes of both of our
4: shows (laughs) being.
3: Alcohol and murder driven. The two most important things. And comedy. That's right. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Let's be honest. This has been something that we should have been doing like a long time ago, the group of us. Right? And Mm -hmm. I agree. Partially, that's my fault, frankly, because they have reached out and it has just been a scheduling nightmare and we have finally made it happen. But yes, it's been amazing. I'll get
3: get mad at him later for it. I'll explain vaginas to him (laughs) and then I will also... (laughs) Thank slap you. him, obviously, I for need this life taking lessons. so yes. long. But yes.
4: Well, we are so thankful There's that you guys a would have list. us on. Yeah. yeah,
3: thank you for having us. Oh. oh, we're so excited.
2: We, I think we met you, John, at CrimeCon last year and we were like, why haven't we done this? We need to make this happen. Yeah.
4: So. yeah. I remember, did yeah. you, you guys were the ones that had the weird, like the statue of David cut out or something? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we Good stopped memory. by your booth and we were yep. like, oh my God, I love this little like statue of David thing they have going on. Like you don't see that. <laughs> yeah. anymore. I wonder why
3: John liked that. I know. Isn't that weird? That's like, weird. A naked man. <laughs> a gay man to like the statue of David. That why feels is, ironic. Why is that yeah. working for yeah, I don't made. know. We'll discuss that we later. We did censor
0: David's penis. I was going to so say I don't remember seeing case. that.
4: I would have remembered that mm-hmm. for sure. Oh.
0: We put a
2: logo <laughs> sticker over David's penis, <laughs> and right. we also scrawled "fucking
3: patriarchy" across That's his torso. Right.
4: That's right. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Fuck the patriarchy, guys. Yes. It's a Fuck common theme. Yeah. I don't know what that
3: means, but I'm I'm for <laughs> it. I'm on your podcast, so I agree. Whatever. All
4: it.
3: <laughs> for all right. It. Well, the.
2: The theme of this episode is uh, an homage to our guests. So the theme is Martini Fueled Murders. Ooh.
4: Ooh. We need to actually Ooh. I'm wondering what this is. Maybe we need to be doing it. I know, it. let's
3: steal their material, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we'll just totally release <laughs> this let's on our own. Yeah. yeah. No big deal. Yeah. We we'll have our voices over there. <laughs> yeah, right. So let like it around.
0: By the way, you are oh, feel right free voices. to use this topic. Yes. yes, yes. Oh, for yeah, an upcoming absolutely.
2: episode. Also, I couldn't find a murder, so mine is just crimes. Oh, I have a murder. Wow. (laughs) Excited. Don't
0: you Um, worry.
2: So let's get right into the drinks portion. Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing? Although maybe it's not wine this week. It's
0: definitely not wine this week. Obviously, we had to drink a martini this week, Um, and I have a fun one. That I have not made in a while that felt a little witchy, a little spooky, yes. but with a little mm. dash of fun and sweet, just like us. Which, uh, <laughs> uh,
4: who's uh, fun uh, and who's sweet? Here, you know?
0: I mean, I have type 1 diabetes, so like my blood <laughs> gets sweet sometimes. I guess oh, that wonderful. counts.
4: Thank you for sharing
0: that Oh you're welcome (laughs) I found this recipe a while back On the Spruce Eats website And they have some awesome And super easy cocktail recipes That you can try if you want to get fancy um, Without having to like Go to Minnesota School of Bartending To follow these recipes It's great Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So we are drinking the Sage Lady Cocktail And it was created to feature absolute mango vodka, oh my god! But like any any mango vodka could be used, and I love I'm, flavored vodka. I'm here for I it. I cannot. I yeah, do not Lucy like flavored
2: vodka. Oh, uh, Zach and I, when we lived in China, the only like non baijo, which is Chinese like rice wine disgustingness, Ugh. the only like non baijo alcohol we could get was pepper vodka.
0: That sounds amazing. Just drink Bloody Marys always. It's for Bloody
2: Marys. Mm -hmm. But we were trying to drink it as like just vodka in other cocktails because we were so desperate. So there was a lot of pepper, vodka and orange
1: juice. No. Happening. They had a knockoff Johnny Walker, too. Mm. I kind of want a Bloody yeah. Mary right
4: now. I know. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Wouldn't a Bloody drink? Mary be good? No. But we're not
3: drinking a Bloody Mary, damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: you're right. You're right. We're drinking Sage Lady,
0: okay? Sage Lady. Shut up, John. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just kidding. So, um, this cocktail is absolute mango vodka with fresh sage and cucumber to balance out the sweetness. Um, so the use of fresh, fresh sage, uh, which is an herb that's actually rarely seen in cocktails. You see a lot of rosemary and a lot of basil, but not a lot of sage, Mm -hmm. um, is possibly the most intriguing aspect of this recipe. And then add the refreshing flavor of fresh cucumber, a little bit of orange Cointreau and the peach bitters that balances Mm. everything out, leaving you with a fascinating drink to enjoy. So here is how Mm. you make it. You combine, uh, well, the ingredients are one and a half ounces of mango vodka, two to three sage leaves that are fresh, not like the dried stuff you get in the, uh, the what is it, the seasoning aisle. You you want the fresh like fuzzy leaves Yeah, you want to go to the produce aisle Don't start breaking apart
2: that thing that you Use to burn in your new apartment
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. bad idea (laughs) Um, Three slices Of cucumber, one ounce Of simple syrup, half an ounce of Cointreau, one dash of peach Bitters, but I think any bitters would do um, and then you garnish it with a sage leaf. So you want to muddle the simple syrup, cucumber, and fresh sage in your shaker before adding the other ingredients with a scoop of ice. Shake it violently <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: and pour through the strainer lid of your shaker, ideally into a chilled glass and garnish with a sage leaf. Done and fucking done. Yum, yum and yum. fucking yum. Yeah. yeah. And I already nice. made this because I was not about to shake and pour a cocktail in front of my computer right smart <laughs> yeah. that's smart not fucking happening mostly because every cocktail shaker I've ever owned leaks and the one I use today uh, yeah. was no exception what, what is that what about is that? it's I like the know. one thing I you don't, don't, don't need know. to
4: leak leaks and it's like every single one of them
3: I could think of a few things right? I don't want to well, leak
4: well listen you're right about <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. I'm just oh you gotta God. get out there
3: day you gotta two get the of my shaker. period exactly. you
4: gotta get
1: the shaker with like the rubber gaskets yeah, around Yeah, but those so are really hard to find crate and barrel baby Crate and barrel. Oh, shit.
3: Yeah. Crate and barrel. Out for the good stuff. this podcast. Mm-hmm. We will. We clearly have
4: a crate and barrel. Yes,
3: yeah,
1: that's clear. I right?
3: really
0: need to register for never having been married.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to register for never will be married. Yeah. So there you go. Same. Right? Yes. So, anyway, that
0: is the cocktail that I'm enjoying today. And we don't have like a pop or a, or a crack. We so have I, a,
2: a, a, an ice chink.
0: I don't have ice in mine. Do you have an ice in yours? My
2: ice melted. I was trying to make it clink on the glass, and it it melted.
0: Well, then we're just going to (laughs) raise our glasses and do a nice cheers, okay? Nice cheers. Okay. Cheers, y'all. One. Two, three,
1: nice, nice cheers. Cheers. cheers! Cheers. Oh jeez,
0: nice <laughs> cheers, <laughs> Cheers. I will,
1: I should have kept my jar of goat bones intact.
5: That oh,
3: would have made a nice yeah. little martini
1: shake noise.
5: Very, well, very. Oh, you calm. really
3: yeah. fucked up. I'm learning You're a fired lot now. From this yeah. already, <laughs> ten minutes in, and lots happening: exploding <laughs> vaginas, goat, goat bones. Bloods. I feel good
1: oh, about this. Yeah, we're like ten minutes in, baby. Yeah, yeah. 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 We have a long up. journey ahead of us. Buckle up. <laughs> <all we do. laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, Lucy, aka Goat Bones Lachelle.
5: Goat Bones uh, Magoo. <laughs> it's your prison well, name. Why don't, yeah. Why don't Go- you goat Bones Magoo? Goat Bones Magoo is what they call me in I'm
3: prison. getting that
1: tattooed on my body. Get it yeah, as a tramp are. stamp,
3: though, and make everyone hella yeah. confused. <laughs> It's
2: perfect. Just a skeleton of Mr. Magoo.
3: Yes. So oh, I even love better. this idea. It's in even goat. better in yeah.
1: a go form. Oh. oh, and it super works because I'm almost completely blind. So <laughs> here we go. Oh,
2: Lord. <laughs> Lucy, take it away. I I think your segment is going to be different than background and psych this week.
1: Yeah, not a lot of background in psych having to do with martinis. <laughs> so I wanted to take the opportunity to interview our lovely guests. Oh. Just a little bit about your own show. Couple of uh, personal probing details. We'll work up to it, though. Sounds okay. nice. I love a
0: good personal probe. <laughs> I, lo-
3: I-, I was going to say I like a probe just to start. Um, mm-hmm. use-, use your way into it, but yeah, I'm we-, we-, we will answer whatever you guys want. We are very open—open open books, open mics here at Martinez Murder. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. I'm scared well, of the probe. Uh, Give us a little bit of a, a background on your podcast. How did that come about? Were you working together previously? Just a little, what, what what started the whole thing? Your origin story.
3: Well, John, you fell in love with me how long ago? Several years ago. <laughs> Several years ago. You were questioning your sexuality for That's me, right, I
4: That's right, I was. In uh, fact.
3: I met him on a red carpet, actually, because he works at Oxygen and I work at Bravo, and they are sister networks. And so we work mm-hmm. very much so hand in hand in... We did fall in love on that red carpet, I honestly think. So, yeah. like, we just, like, kind of connected and had a good relationship. And John used to, he's very into tech, very in the podcast world. Mm. And he was one of the co-hosts, I believe, on the number one Glee podcast called Glee Chat, wildly popular. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that his forte is Glee. He'll talk to you about Glee. <laughs> and he also was um a guest on Muggle Cast that his friends do, which is like the number one Harry Potter. So he that's knows. Right. Literally everything, and so it's really John's <laughs> genius that brought no. us together because he wanted to sort of like, you know, we were younger at the time, this was maybe like five, five years, years ago, ago. Yep. and so he was like, do you wanna just like start a podcast about our lives, and blah, 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 and like we both have cool, interesting jobs, and so we did that, and it was called Currently, and we just did it on our own time, just kind of messing around, and then we did that for what, two years, John? Yeah, boy? like two years. And then you take it away because actually you're the reason I'm on Martinis and Murder.
4: Well. You yeah, I mean, Darren put it, thank you, Darren, by the way. You're welcome, so sweet sir. of you to say so nice yes. things about me. But yeah, I think, you know, I had always loved podcasting. And as Darren mentioned, we were doing Currently for a couple of years, which, which was just an all-topics kind of podcast yeah, about, about our life and, and just, everything. It was frankly just really meant for us to practice. practice and stay focused on being on air together. We both, I think, had a hunch that we wanted to do something together because our chemistry clicked so well and so early when we met. So, um, yeah. So basically in a couple years ago, oxygen rebranded from a a reality television network into a full-time true crime network. We've had snapped Mm -hmm. on the air for several seasons, 25, Mm -hmm. I think at this point, but, um, yeah, then we went full-time true crime and you know, we wanted to do, uh, we had me here on the digital team. It just felt natural to be doing a true crime podcast. And
3: Serial had like, you know, just gotten right. really popular. So I think they wanted right. to capitalize yep. on it too.
4: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. They yeah. wanted they wanted to have, a, have something out there for uh, the fans that love true crime podcasts as well as true crime television. So I obviously was a great kind of person for that. And I knew what kind of show I wanted to do, which was something um, where true crime was more digestible. And I think you guys know that very well. Um, yep. you know this genre there's only a couple of us out there really doing it right now and apologies to your listeners we are in a room where the steam heat is turning on for the season and it's kind of <laughs> making loud <laughs> crashes we're not they're in the
0: sh- hull of the and titanic exactly that's <laughs> yeah. exactly and what, what you're hearing like. is the crew shoveling coal into the sh- <laughs> yeah right exactly i mean yeah. they're
3: beating the shit out of him or it's the heater <laughs> Yeah.
2: It's their in pet buggy. There's one sweaty <laughs> yes. hand against the window, exactly down.
4: One of us is new to getting uh, you know, sketched at the moment. You'll we'll let to you see your Yes, yeah. exactly. I knew it. But anyway, to get back what I was saying, and basically, you know, I knew that having done the show with Darren for two years, like it was just obvious that the two of us would be doing this, and you know, right. we didn't set out to do a comedy podcast. By the way, that was no. never our original intention. We just wanted to tell stories in our own kind of personality and
3: we have a lot of opinions
4: yeah and it evolved into what it is today and yeah that's kind of where it all began it sounds similar I think to what you guys do in the sense that you guys are a group of friends that really like love to hang out and have fun, but you also want to talk Mm -hmm. about the crime stuff. So that's why we we Uh, connect so well. And
3: I will say, originally, we didn't even, John and I didn't have any alcohol involved at all. Like, we actually didn't even know if our company was going to be okay with it. And then our producer, Matt, who's also our bartender, I think was the one who was like, no, let's definitely drink at work. Oh, that's (laughs) the first thing we did. So it was his genius idea. Yes, it definitely helps. And it's fun to have a little cocktail recipe and get a little lubricated. I tend (laughs) to get a little bit More lubricated than John.
4: That's hard, same.
3: Um, But (laughs) it's 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 definitely a very fun podcast. I love doing it. It's my favorite part of the week.
1: My God, amazing! Amazing. So for first of all, I just have to say I knew a little bit about your backgrounds, and I am wildly jealous a of your Glee background, John, (laughs) and b. Darren, of your proximity to Andy Cohen. So Uh, we'll get back to Andy Cohen.
3: Okay. Ask (laughs) me whatever. Kyle Richards.
1: But on the note of, you know, the true crime comedy show, we know that it can be tough to produce something like that. So how do you kind of toe the line between your humor and being respectful to victims and their families, especially now that your show is like, you know, it's a comedy show. It's not just like sometimes you're funny. We get this question all the time, so we just want to know
0: what
4: your answer is. So <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah, <laughs> just want to
0: steal
2: your answer, basically. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's so do this right.
4: <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, I, I expected that you guys got this the same way we do. Um, you know, the funny parts of our show are not necessarily... The murder, you know, like our show is not just we, we sit never down. victim blame. Yeah, we never or f- shame right. or
3: anything like that. Of obviously. course
4: not. Who on their right mind would ever do that? And I think some people see this this genre. Oh, now we have sirens in the background, by yeah. the way. This really? is truly exciting. This is truly it's, a great, on,
1: it's on brand. So. Yeah, it's on it brand. Is, it exactly.
4: Is. New York City right here. <laughs> midtown. But, um, you know, the funny parts of our show or I like to say the parts that people come back for are just us kind of enjoying being with each other. And, you know, the show is true crime, yes, but it's also our lives. It's what's happening here in the studio with each other. And um, naturally, I think luck. we're just, I guess, lucky enough that people find that... Us and our personalities Entertaining enough So
3: We use Matt a lot As our foil And it yeah. helps to be Sort of funny And I think the biggest jokes We ever make Are usually on us And about us You know like yeah, exactly. We tease each other Constantly You know Very We're like brother and sister And Matt is our child uh, <laughs> And we just have We have a lot of fun Doing it But our intent Was never to be funny It's just that yeah. It was a way To sort of relate To these really horrible cases and And like John said Digestible And so Eventually You know That's kind of how Matt the bartender kind of formed is I think John and I really needed an outlet for uh, our humor and to make it funny. And obviously, we're never going to be like, oh, my God, they were raped. How funny is that? Right. But like, of like We not. will take the details of a case and we might be able to make a joke about it, but never about the victim ever. I yeah. mean, that's like a no-go territory for us, for sure. Of course, yeah. And, it, and that just comes kind of naturally. And it just ended up being just... I guess a comedy podcast well, even with the, with the true crime spin. If or, you
4: want to call it comedy, cause it's not like we're coming onto the microphone and like trying out material. Yeah. We you don't know? do bits or anything. It's, anything. All, right.
3: it's all, like we have our facts in front of us yeah. and like we have, we know exactly what we need to say. Cause we have a lawyer on the line and we obviously, you know, these are real cases and yes. facts matter in, in these more oh, than you ever. You have a lawyer. We do you have a <laughs> lawyer. one step ahead of us until <laughs> very true. recently. We have a lawyer. Well, <laughs> now well, we found <laughs> so that we had to say allegedly a lot, years. you know, cause if you can't say, we can have our opinions, but you can't just say like, Oh, I think this person did it. And, you know, cause people could sue right. us and we are part of a network. And so it's not just like the two right. of us on the side. So we definitely needed yeah. a lawyer to be on the line. Um, and it's just, it's, we have our, what we need to say, but then everything else is completely improv. And so some episodes yeah. are funnier than others. Some are more serious, but we try and be yeah. ourselves throughout. Love that. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, yeah. very similar to how we answer that question. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah. So it's
0: nice to commiserate on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Um, speaking of commiserations, Darren, what are some of Andy Cohen's bizarre, like Mariah Carey-esque green room requests?
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, spill it. I, I spill hate, it. I
3: hate to admit that he's not the biggest diva, I gotta say. And I think that's a testament to being yeah. with him for nine years. He's Pretty low maintenance. Um,
4: we should mention that you're his assistant in case anyone. Listening yes, I am his know.
3: assistant, his one and only mm-hmm. assistant. I like to say I'm fame adjacent. Uh, yeah, I know that uh-huh. you. you yes. I was, I was Andy Cohen proximity or whatever you said, but I'm, I'm fame adjacent. I think it's even in my Instagram profile. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, things that are on his. He likes green apples, uh, grilled chicken and veggies. Uh, he diet coke for a little while. He loves the tea. He does not drink coffee, so he's English breakfast oh. with a splash of milk. You know, yeah. nothing crazy. Yum. Nothing nothing this is really
0: similar to Our Rider. I feel very fame adjacent right now. <laughs> the Diet yes. Coke.
3: Yes, yeah.
5: exactly.
0: I really <laughs> the connect the with the Diet so Coke. much
3: hummus Mm-hmm. I connect with hummus and a Diet Coke for sure. We basically yeah.
0: lived off of hummus all summer Ugh, during our, our tour. tour. It oh, got so sick little, of
3: carrots. It yeah. got a little rough. Yeah, I imagine so. I, I we didn't so.
0: remember you could have multiple riders that you send to different venues so that they could switch
1: up your food. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. <laughs> Things you learn. He does We need have to make me- an...
1: He doesn't have We me. need to make an egg McMuffin rider, honestly. Oh. We got to do a Taco Bell rider next time, John.
3: Absolutely, oh, yes. you kidding.
5: That's yes. what we got to do. Next
3: level. Yeah, yes. I think okay, people well, think I'm like waving my palm fronds at him, like to give him a natural breeze and feeding him grapes. Nope. No, he's pretty. Right. He's pretty chill. He's pretty chill. Right. Mm-hmm
1: awesome amazing my favorite Andy Cohen Bravo TV moment is when Teresa Giudice like threw him across the room and he's like Ooh. you're
3: strong <laughs> yeah. I was like he is yep. such a
0: good sport about uh, everything
3: he's got a great sense of humor honestly he taught me he's teaching me so much mm-hmm. and just like how to be how to take everything with grace and gravitas and he's just you know I have this theory that I think when you become famous you stop growing as a person like you stop maturing and you know he didn't get famous until he was well into his 40s and That's so right. I think he mm-hmm. was already. Already, you know, who he was. And he's a good mm-hmm. Midwestern uh, NJB, as I like to say, nice Jewish boy. And so, uh, it, <laughs> you know, it, that just comes through even now that he's famous. He can't help but be himself, and it's very infectious. Amazing. That's nice. That's refreshing. There's
2: yeah. no higher com- My my husband is from Brooklyn, so he like didn't understand this. And we were at a Twins game and it, they were like honoring uh some really famous twin that um retired. I don't fucking know sports whatever. And everyone kept saying like how down to earth he was and salt of the earth and like every single person that was honoring him at this Ceremony kept saying that. And my husband was like, what the hell? Do they have nothing else to say about him? And I was like, no, that is the That's highest That's, yeah, <laughs> the highest great. honor. That's yeah. the Medal of Honor. That's mm-hmm. royalty. yes you did it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love Incredible. Um, okay. So is Matt like Batman or like some <laughs> other vigilante superhero
5: we wish. That's <laughs> like is he
1: Madonna. Man. Oh, is, is he? Cher? I like that theory. Is oh. he
2: Andy Cohen? Sorry, oh no. <laughs> that, that would be
0: I've never seen Matt and Andy Cohen in the same room at the same time.
4: <laughs> well, I will say this: Matt's uh, Matt's identity. Which, for those who don't know, we have the bartender on the show who conceals his identity both in live appearances and on the show with a voice modulation effect. Um. Yeah, I think he just wants to sort of keep it a little bit anonymous. and um, I love I that. mean, it sort it's of identity. started as
3: a joke, like, because John and I, I don't know if you remember this, John, because this happened, like, mm-hmm. almost three years ago, but it was like we were in our other recording studio when we first started, and I think we made the joke. We needed a foil, obviously, for our humor, so I, I particularly just started picking on Matt, and I think we were like, you're so worthless. You don't even deserve to have a voice <laughs> and a face.
5: is and- he, like,
3: your producer? <laughs> Yeah, he's our producer. Like yeah. he's, he's an integral boss, part, and he's and he's John's <laughs> boss, which I feel like gives me the right to therefore make fun of him because he's not cutting wow. my fucking paycheck. So true. I feel it's free reign, and uh, it we just kind of ran with it, and it was just kind of funny. And then when we m- used the voice modulator, it was very jarring, I think, for a lot of people, and a yeah. little scary. And then and then people sort of got used to it and, and liked it. And
4: yeah. it, it, the the effect on his voice, I think, is meant to resemble those like '90s. You know, news shows where like the the witness is sitting in a shadow, silhouette, in a silhouette. You know, (laughs) totally. That's that's kind of what my favorite
1: is when my favorite is when he pops in with that voice modulator (laughs) thing and. It, it's like a true like interjection, but it sounds so fucked up. He's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey,
4: Jared, I have something to say to you. I'm
1: Like, oh god! Yeah, it's
0: shut got up. some Scooby Doo vibes. A little bit. It does. Bit. He That's is a good Scooby-Doo. way. To
1: yeah. It's Scooby Doo. <laughs> Matt yeah. is Scooby Some Buffalo Buffalo Jill vibes. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Jill. Yes.
3: But and if you do, a,
4: if anyone comes to like Crime Con or our live shows, occasionally Matt will reveal his identity in those special moments. We so. did have someone oh, not true. this year,
3: but last year, try and rip his reindeer head off because he wears a yeah. reindeer head that's no. uber creepy in the office and i had to like yeah. step in
4: as a bodyguard and we've it was since, very yeah. weird for me we've since become good friends mm-hmm. with that listener so yes, it's hilarious have. actually yes,
0: it's oh my really gosh i mean really? that's good but
3: like
1: that's get out of my personal of space yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly she makes a joke not out of it rip now. things off my head yeah she no. apologized <laughs> she did <so>. she did. <laughs> That's good. Was alcohol a factor? Because we've had some <laughs> real drunk folks at our shows before. Yeah, we it. have. Maybe.
4: Maybe mm-hmm. now that you say that, I don't I don't really recall, but we had pro- courage. Yeah, we it's okay as long as you drink responsibly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. We always yeah, say we're funnier drive. if you're drunk. So
4: absolutely. Yes, I love. Definitely.
1: That. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of being drunk, what are your favorite cocktails that you've had on the show? Um, or like memorable departures from martinis, maybe? Mm. It's funny, because we don't actually drink... We do uh, drink
3: a lot of, like, theme drinks. Yeah. Um, John is a sweet variety guy. Uh-huh. He, he loves anything with a Baileys. Or
4: some fruity, He loves whatever. a fruity Yum. thing. I'm
3: more of the put-your-hair-on-your-chest nice. type of yeah. drinker. Uh, so, you know. But I will say one of the better cocktails we've had was actually really in the beginning. Yeah. I think we were covering a Florida murder because it was a key lime martini. Right. So I think it was something Yum. like that. It, and he put this like graham cracker crust, you know, kind of where the yep. salt would go on a, on a margarita and John, yep. and I, but it was like tart, you know, mm. it wasn't overly sweet. And John and I tasted this thing and we were it's both heaven. like, holy shit, this is good. And Incredible. we always talk about it being our favorite one.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Anything nice. like that. I am so down for We actually recently just did, um, cause I had asked on the show, we have, Matt the bartender and then we have Gina the staff boozer who is just uh, in the uh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
5: yep, who She is makes just, the drinks Yeah, really,
4: she's yeah. like in the uh, food and beverage world so she has a lot of connections with like helping us kind of come up with some good recipes and I politely asked if in October we could have some Halloween or fall themed drinks Duh. He loves a pumpkin nice.
3: spice latte
4: That's right because I can only drink oh, yeah. so PSL, many of, so of the... yeah, PSL baby
2: Controversial but fine mm-hmm. yeah. Listen
4: <laughs> I agree Let me live my life guys. I agree I make fun okay? of
3: him for it every day <laughs> Let me live
4: But I had asked her <laughs> and she had made like um like a spiked apple cider. Yeah, it, it was, was good. So yeah, good. had I like a that.
3: cinnamon um, stick in it, and
4: yeah. Yeah.
0: It, I almost went with something like that today, but then wanted to come out of left field. Shake Sounds things great. up. Shake, shake things up. Things up.
3: <laughs>
4: that's it violently
3: that's, shake things up
4: that's the episode <laughs> exactly that's the episode she got it in
3: I will yeah. say there are some drinks though that I can tell for John they're just too strong because like much. by the end of the episode he's had like negative <laughs> sips like for some reason the cup is now overflowing Fuller. yeah he's like, yeah he's like, bombing back into the glass <laughs> it's exactly
4: right. it's just like yeah listen I grew up my my dad my grandparents were kind of not heavy drinkers but they drank and it's like even these drinks are so much stronger than that. It's like almost like I'm drinking kerosene. It's like guys, come on. We can just <laughs> cool this down a little bit. We're not trying to grow yeah, chest we, hair. Yeah, this
2: can be pleasurable. It's, it's martinis right. and, and
4: murder. He's it's, a delicate right. flower,
3: and I have to let him <laughs> blossom in his own
4: time. Thank you, dude. You're
3: welcome, honey. Mm, it's his we journey, you know. He Used his to journey. get.
4: Thank you. Yes. It's his journey. Becoming a man. <laughs>
2: we used to get way, way, way drunker in the early days of this show. And then we were like, we're gonna die. We need to
5: not.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. In particular, cruise ship disappearances, I had to listen to the episode again to like remember what the fuck Amanda's case was. Oh my god, (laughs) I was so hammered. Zach came home once and I had
2: been recording and we record, we used to record really late night my time because of the time difference so we would start at like midnight my time. And it was a weekend. Yes. And my husband came home at like 2 a.m. and we had just finished recording and I was like crawling on the floor and <laughs> <Yeah>. laughing,
0: <laughs> like just like
2: laughing to myself, giggling. And he was like, "Was it a good
0: episode?" <laughs> <laughs> like, the there, I don't know. You tell me. I we,
4: guess We've deliberately set our recording time for like four o'clock in the evening because oh we, yeah, so that we can you know function after we're done because had we recorded earlier, you know, some of us have to get back to work. So it's not exactly right. the right, right time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah,
3: that that's tough. I forget that we're in our place of work I sometimes know, right? when we are in our little <laughs> siloed studio, and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> exactly. there's the president. I'm like, I gotta pull it together. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that would be tough. <laughs> I do not, envy Mr. That. Oxygen. Yeah, yes, that's our president, Mr. Oxygen, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Madam Oxygen. Exactly, that's a a Madam Oxygen. Cool it is a cool madam Oxygen. name. That is a cool name. Well, you're to welcome. To yeah, we're gonna
4: steal that. <laughs> mention that to her next time, Darren.
1: Um speaking of Madam Oxygen, what are your favorite oxygen shows like besides your own? Could be a podcast, could
4: be like TV. Oh, that's a good question.
1: Oh god. Um I like Buried
3: in the Backyard a lot. I think that's really good. Um in uh I'm- is it Injustice, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. With Nancy Grace, I think is really interesting. And Ooh. you can have your sort of opinions about Nancy Grace. And I understand that we all kind of do. But her show, you know, she she clearly is, you know, passionate about what she does. And she kind of handpicked the cases herself. And I thought that was really cool. I'm always a fan of Snapped. Uh, anytime yeah. a woman snaps, I fucking relate. So <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of have personal yeah. experience with that.
4: Uh, yeah. And I have loved- Have you seen TV? Darren has snapped.
3: I snap every time every on the podcast. Day. John has seen me like in, in things before where he's like, I've never seen you like this. Oh my God.
4: Darren just gets shit done. That's the reality.
3: That's of it. Yeah, that is the reality of yeah. it. I also really like a lot of the specials that we've done. Uh, Susan Cox Powell, the disappearance of Susan Cox Powell. Uh, Dirty John was obviously great. We did one on cults. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, John, though. This is your forte. I'm just mentioning literally everything I'm obsessed with. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's, I mean, of course, Snapped is the OG. So I got to go give a shout out to Snapped. Um, There's a show coming up on Oxygen called Killer Siblings, which is really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. My sister
0: and I will be watching that. Yes. Yes, That (laughs)
4: premieres October 26th. I'm not sure when this episode of your guys' show airs, but October 27th it's out, so you can watch it on the site. You're going
3: to be taking notes, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I've already seen
4: the first episode. It's pretty incredible. Oh, shit.
3: Amazing. And then we also have
4: a digital series on Oxygen.com that I've been working on. Oh, yeah. This one's great. Yeah. I've been working actually pretty directly on. It's called Searching For and it's a case of, mm. it's a show, it's a digital series and it's three episodes right now. And it's, it follows a couple of cases, uh, Jenna, Jenna Van Geldren, um, Akia Eggleston and Nancy Moyer's disappearances. And that's been really fun to work on because it's something new for oxygen and it kind of, you know, we hope that by sourcing as a lot of people to getting, getting people talking about this series helps lead to some answers. Um, you know, these Mm -hmm. disappearance shows are, you know, listen, murder shows are fun and interesting to watch in some, in some regard, but the, the, the disappearances of
2: the unsolved, yeah, yeah, those,
4: those are a whole different almost genre because you see the
3: there's no closure. Yeah.
4: There's no closure. You see the pain more than, than anything. And, and you hope that these things get resolved and that there's a a resolution. So, um, those are my shows that I always uh, look out for.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. thank you for sharing. I yeah. have, I I gotta go with snapped personally. It's, oh yeah, uh, of it's been on forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's you not said, it's what, Darren, like 39th I hardcore identify. Yeah, yeah,
3: I mean, you know, I think I think w- especially with true crime, and we talk about this all the time of why it's fe- female centric and why people sort of love it, and and sort of women, you know, either gaining the knowledge or sort of feeling secure in the fact that you know we get attacked. Um, But I think with Snapped, it kind of like takes it and reverts it a little bit and says like listen, like it's not just a male dominated thing, you know, yeah. women have yeah. these cases too and it's important to recognize that you know, obviously there's more no male serial Gender killers. equality. That's right we can just <laughs> murder. Mm-hmm. We Equal can serial opportunity
0: kill. murder.
3: Exactly we can serial <laughs> kill just like men okay? We are rosy riveters or murder. Yeah mm-hmm. and
1: explain to the people why he fucking deserved it.
5: <laughs> a thousand percent
0: <laughs> I'm not that far guys, yeah. but yes. I, I always saying side with the women on snap i'm oh, sorry yeah. i just do
5: i'm oh, like it's, i get it's a it
2: problem that's like our biggest note of of like <laughs> criticism is like love your show you tend to
3: side with the female <laughs> perpetrators
4: a lot a lot what's yeah. going on with that
3: i you have know? like sympathy yeah. for i have like empathy excuse me for ed kemper and we talk about it a lot on the show because i just feel like he turned his life around and you know his circumstances were a little different and john's like i can't believe you're saying you have empathy yeah, for ed Kemper. Like, yeah. like this is upsetting to me and i was like well you know yeah. try to explain it but Didn't i relate. he, like fuck his mother's head or something little
2: little
5: yeah, I mean, a little
3: yeah. bit yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, a little bit did yeah yeah just a little bit i think but
3: there's a reason her. for
1: everything
3: yeah but then you listen <laughs> He helped solve a bunch of serial killer cases and understand how the mind works. He recorded a bunch of audio books.
5: Yeah, what a great guy! Confessed to all of his murders.
3: I'm not saying he should get the fucking Nobel. I don't want to date him. I'm just saying as murderers go, as murderers go, at least he provided closure for tons of people and could at least explain it. What
4: you're saying is he gets the eagle badge is what you're saying. No,
3: he gets the blue presidential (laughs) fitness badge. That's what Ed Kemper's getting, even though he's like 500 pounds and 6'9", but that's okay. He puts mustaches back on the map. <laughs> yes. Yes, he yes, he
2: did. he did. Yeah. yeah. He, okay.
1: too, has his own journey.
0: My boyfriend won't watch Mindhunter with me anymore because for so some good. weird reason, I'm, like, sexually triggered <laughs> doing all, during all of the horrific serial killer interviews, <laughs> like, in prison.
4: Okay. And so, like, Son up, of Sam, hand Son of Sam comes eye. on, and I just
0: start... Unbuttoning his pants Oh, <laughs> oh. I can't wow. help it I don't know what okay. it is
3: And he doesn't want to watch these with you <laughs>
0: I, I think maybe he doesn't Want to be like Pavlov Trained yeah. into Blood <laughs> rushing to his penis At the mere He's mention of like a horrific crime his own
1: psyche Yeah me, That reminds me Of a good joke I heard the other day Do you want to hear it? Of
0: course Always.
2: Obviously <laughs>
1: Why was Pavlov's hair so soft? I don't know. Why? Because he conditioned it.
3: Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to be stealing that one. Yeah, obviously,
4: we, that's the it. That's As the show. As a science major, <laughs>
3: that's hitting all my
4: buttons. Yeah, that's right. Well,
1: thanks for joining us
3: Thanks today, for joining everyone. us, guys. Thanks for
4: having <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> what a show it's been. All
1: right. I actually do have two more quick questions for you, if sure. you don't mind. Yeah, shortly of course. Um. So speaking of Amanda's sexual advance advances, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. What is one (laughs) element that you You wish you could add to your show, but maybe it's like illegal or inappropriate or against Matt's principles, whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Go ahead, John.
4: Um, that is such a good question. Or I like think against about it.
3: company policy um, Yeah For me I would Instead of drinking I would like oh. to smoke pot Honestly well, that's I sure. oh, That would yeah. be fucking fun um, <laughs> And uh, a different type of show uh, Just to mm-hmm. see John High would like get like Give me the what? giggles in every single way I don't know <laughs> oh, <my> I've <laughs> never God. seen this happen um, It's against company policy well, It's John illegal in New York completely adorable but I, I, I think it, it would
4: be cute. Well, that's a great answer, Darren. Mine's a little more boring because one of the things I think working here is that we can't use copyrighted material in any sense yeah. of the sh- of the word. So I like, want Spice Girls music. I in want every Spice episode. Girls music oh, on every episode, yeah. and for some reason that can't happen. And why do I work here then?
3: That, like literally, Super that fair. is what he Ken, genuinely wants. What to has read. this all he, been about?
4: I know exactly. <laughs> thank you. He
3: finds a way to weave in Spice Girls. Let me tell you, every <laughs> fucking episode, <laughs> and I don't, I don't <laughs> get it.
4: They are a religion.
3: Yeah, to right. Me, and <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> I want to worship them. That's this is just thing.
3: what he wants. What thank he you. really,
4: really wants. Yes, okay. thank you. <laughs> exactly. That's what I really, gotta really want. You got
0: to get with his friends,
2: my, my friends, He's and like, they, they are which are clearly the
4: wine and crime folks.
2: There you go. Obviously. Can you... Sing Spice Girls. Oh
4: my That's well, not copyrighted. God. If we you're can on our it. show, but I'm assuming we can on your show if we I really mean we
5: can to.
0: always just mark it as parody since it's not gonna I know. go well. No, so. I, sh- I shouldn't you can sing do Right whatever now.
4: Whatever you want. I typically would what that's the thing. I would I want to be able to just to cite lyrics from time to time. I think it was
3: An early episode, maybe within the first five mm. episodes we did, and you and I did like yeah. a twenty second duet of I wanna say like Pat Benatar <laughs> that's right. or Celine mm. Dion and yep. We had finished oh. it. We were like cracking up that we both like knew the lyrics and it was like spontaneously we went moment. into it. And then the lawyer was like, "Yeah, we gotta cut
4: it, get that, that out." out. We yep. were like,
3: "No, no." Oh. We learned oh, the man. hard way.
4: It's a life of being a broadcaster. What can you say? Exactly. <laughs> Broadway broadcaster.
2: Well, we're indie, so we can do whatever we want.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, go lucky,
2: for it, dude. Lucky.
1: Speaking of Spice Girls, I have XM radio in my car, and I was listening to the '90s on '9' the other mm-hmm, day, and they obviously. had like some Spice Girls deep tracks.
4: Oh yeah, which one? Do and you I remember? was on a
1: long drive. Um, two becomes one. Love I it. love yeah. that song. Two become one, oh, and then yeah. I can't think of the name of this one, but the one when, uh, sport. I think it's Sporty Spice. Just yep. hits that high note. It was like not a
4: boy. Too much. Who yeah. He he can. Can. Yeah, that's yeah. Too much. <laughs> Oh, um, it's
1: so fucking good.
4: Both of which were um number one singles during Christmas, which is a big thing in uh England yeah. in those days. So, oh. Ooh, good for them.
1: so maybe they weren't so deep tracked. But those it wasn't. Those were actually a wannabe, yeah, those weren't you know? super
4: deep. But yeah, they were like the third singles on each of the album. So just throwing it oh, out there. I know everything. They were about so them. good. Yeah.
2: Two becomes
4: well, one is just amazing. Like these two podcasts are becoming one right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love that. Amen. They're like, God, no. Is the is. When five become one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just want to check in really quick. We actually will be talking about crime at some point in the show, right? Or do you guys not?
1: Well, <laughs> I I do have one more question. <laughs> yes, c-
4: ask away. Money as,
1: as you want. We're having fun. All right. So here's the probing question to wrap us up for our, for <laughs> my segment. <laughs> what What is your favorite mode of getting rid of a dead body? Oh yeah. Uh huh. I feel like
3: we've talked about this before.
1: It doesn't even need to be the most effective, just like your personal favorites.
3: <laughs> I mean, I will say I feel like it's going to be a disintegration type of method for me. So it's going to be a lot of chemicals mm-hmm. um, because I feel like that gets rid of the most DNA and the most evidence and the harder, hardest to solve. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when I chop up the body parts after I kill people, sure. um, it's easier if they've like partially disintegrated mm. to put them into individual trash bags and throw them in the river.
4: Well, that's a great way. Thanks, So Darren. right. Yeah, I, clearly I, I've planned only out. thought
3: about this, you know, it's just off the top of my head, for yeah. example. Yeah. example, yeah. right You know. <laughs> right.
4: For me, you know, favorite is an interesting word. I think the, the ones that I find <laughs> the most interesting, maybe... Um, you know, buried in the backyard, which is an episode uh, or sorry, a series on Oxygen, Darren reference a minute ago. I always find it interesting to see how killers try to dispose of of their bodies. So it's not always a burial. It's sometimes the body's at the bottom of a well, or it's been right. in a um, mm-hmm. an oil tank under the porch for twenty five years, and no one looked uh-huh. at it. Um, so there's uh-huh. a lot of like interesting things where like you kind of look back at your childhood, and you're like that weird barrel that was near that playground. What was that, what doing, was there? that doing there that whole time? <laughs> so that kind of stuff, that show is interesting because it makes you think about frankly, exactly what you said, like how people get rid of bodies. And I will say, and I'm sure you guys, I would love to hear your thoughts about this too, is like this show and just working at oxygen for me is, has changed the way I kind of look at my world because it's like, oh, there's a there's a ditch. I remember that episode where, you know? And so yeah. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys kind of walk through the world in a different perspective. I mean, even today, I don't know if you guys saw, there was that... Um, and I don't want to date the show here, but some recent news for those of you listening, um, where the truck, what was it? The truck driver in yep. England, there was 39 yes. bodies found inside yes. this truck. And I'm like, yes, I just saw that. I will never see a tractor trailer on the highway again, the without same ex- way again. assuming it's full of dead bodies. Let's well, just yeah. the Yeah. No I haven't yeah. yeah
3: Okay exactly. well No spoilers but season two It's like on Similar. a dock And they open yep. One of those like You know uh, Storage containers, containers. containers. And like containers. You know Fifteen dead girls in it Or whatever oh, And yeah. whenever I see We actually did a live podcast Out yeah. of a container In a container bar At South My by God, Southwest that's right
4: I forgot And about I didn't that.
3: mention it there But I definitely thought <laughs> of it And I was like Holy shit How many of these Have
4: held bodies Probably yeah. good you didn't mm-hmm. mention that While everyone was having drinks And I, having fun Yeah
3: absolutely And I will say The <laughs> juxtaposition of that is like a big fear of mine outside of going blind is being buried alive.
5: Oh, for sure. So that
3: yeah. would not be oh, great. Oh, yeah. You know, like in Kill Bill where Uma Thurman gets Ugh. herself out of it is like my favorite scene ever, but also terrifying. Yeah, totally. Image. High stress. That's a high anxiety yes. scene
1: for me. For sure. we, had,
2: we had a buried alive episode. And in my case, the lady, it was her fiance that buried her alive Ugh, what a winner God. and she got herself out by like scraping through the cardboard box that she was in with her motherfucking engagement ring oh my
0: God. Oh. love it
3: Dude, diamonds are forever. <laughs> that's just
0: goes to show that they are a girl's best friend. You know
3: that God. shit was not cubic zirconia, because that shit would have like wiped out <laughs> right, right, on the first right. cardboard scratch. So if he's gonna bury her alive, the at least, least give the girl thing a diamond. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
4: Get her Wait, a big I need to ass go. rock. Did you guys do an episode? I want to go back and listen I to know that. That's
3: like so good. Yep okay They're alive, alive.
1: All
4: right, I'm gonna and I do remember
1: it. that that episode we paired with Restless Earth Cabernet that yeah. okay. was a really good pairing oh, well, <laughs> Restless Earth, Earth. you Perfection.
4: guys are smart I like this <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. alright well that is my segment thank you so much for letting us you, you know pick your brains out we love you Thank mm-hmm. you to be honest so much. we
4: had so much fun that we wanna can we come back on and do like a whole like case with you guys sometime
5: Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. yes yeah.
4: and you guys are gonna come on our show right you you, you said you
5: Hell would. yes you We promise.
0: would love
3: to Anytime Well if you're in New York Yeah Please stop by And have a martini in person And or invite us To a yeah. live show We would yeah, love to Yeah we, sh- we should Fucking We should yeah. be in New
0: York In the spring So we'll keep you updated
1: Fantastic Good time to be in New York Thank you again so much For joining us today This was awesome Thank Thanks, you guys, guys. Have a great
4: rest And don't get too crazy With the rest of your episode Okay
3: <laughs> get
0: drunk. No promises Yeah <laughs> we cannot promise that I don't know why You with would even vaginas. try your vaginas <laughs>
3: Just so oh, I'd uh, You too. Yeah. You thank you too. It is my time of the month, so thank you. I appreciate you too. that. You oh I feel that. We're
1: all cycling. Yes. Okay, you have a nice day.
3: Bye. Bye, you
5: too.
1: <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Bye. So, to me, the best part about working from home is being able to wear my actual yoga pants all day every day. <laughs> yeah, or no pants at all. Or no pants at all. You don't have to mm-hmm. unbutton that top button when you're sitting in a meeting for 6 hours. Oh my lord flashbacks. I'm triggered. Yeah. People definitely saw me do it. It was not the classiest thing, but I did it anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was before I heard of beta brand. Ugh. Beta brand is incredible. They are stylish, comfortable work attire, work pants, the dress pant, yoga pant. You don't have to pick between being stylish and being comfortable anymore. For real. Beta brand's dress pant, yoga pants are super comfy, perfectly stretchy, and they stay wrinkle free. So like you don't have to bust out the ironing board at six in the morning. Traveling. I mean, come on. Yeah, for sure. Beta Brand wants your help turning up-and-coming designs into full-fledged products. You can, like... Vote on new design. They have so many patterns, so Mm -hmm. many styles. They're coming up with new stuff all the time. And you will even get 15% off every time you help to fund a new design. Yeah, it's like a
0: crowdfunding creative process. It's so cool.
1: Yeah, so there's new product all the time. And whatever your style, Beta Brand has the pants to match. Not only Mm -hmm. has Beta Brand revolutionized office wear, but they now offer premium denim Hello with Stop. the same flexibility and comfort as those yoga pants. I'm Ugh. so excited.
0: I I I cannot wait to jump on board with their denim, but I have 3 pairs of the dress pant yoga pants. Yeah. I wear them all the time. Uh the fact that they do not wrinkle is a Daunch reality that I didn't realize how much I needed this in my life traveling with these pants is great because I'm a terrible packer so I definitely like roll things at a ball and throw them in my suitcase (laughs) and these pants come out looking you know ready to wear to a meeting and the thing that I really hated about traditional style dress pants, especially, beside the fact that, as I've mentioned many times, my body is like a Frankenstein's monster of miscellaneous parts, so the dress pants that I've tried to buy in the past have just never fit me right. They're probably too long, or trying to accommodate my butt, then they don't fit in the waist. <laughs> and But my biggest like frustration with dress pants is that the fly always falls down. Always. Always. So I'd be going into a professional meeting and having to try to do that like quick subtle pinky to the crotch <laughs> make sure the fly is up move and everyone sees it everyone sees it Who are we and kidding? I don't have to do that anymore with the dress pant yoga pants they are incredible I love them so 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 much and you've got to try a pair of these pants from Beta Brand trust me you will love them too and you get 20% off at betabrand.com slash gals so don't wait see for yourself why millions of people agree that they're these are the most comfortable pants ever Ever. They are the most comfortable dress pants ever. I can attest to this. So go to betabrand.com slash gals for 20% off. That's betabran dot slash gals. And treat your pants. Treat them. Uh, true crime. It is my passion. But even I need the occasional break. So when I feel like I need a mental palate cleanser, my go-to refresher is Best Fiends. <laughs> I love this game so much. Even when I am stuck, which I currently am on level 963. (laughs) I have been trying all morning to get past it because it is, it's challenging, but it's not like frustrating. I want to throw my phone. It's like, no, I want to beat this. This is, it's fun every time. And I get this like sick satisfaction because I'm connected to it on Facebook. So I play with a bunch of friends and also like a lot of members of the wine coven. I totally see in the best fiends app and then I'll like. Totally pass them in levels and just be kind of (laughs) pumped about it. (laughs) It's just, it's super fun. The characters are so cute. The puzzles are challenging and they're different every level. And then they do these like really fun, unique seasonal promotions. So, right now, going into the holidays, you like collect app pumpkin pies in the game and then like the pumpkin pies get you points. I don't even, I can't even. It's (laughs) so much fun. I totally love it. It is a unique and exciting puzzle experience unlike any other puzzle games out there. And I play a lot of games on my phone and I've deleted a lot of them because Best Fiends has now just like completely taken my number one spot in terms of the games that I like to play. Um, they treat the game like a service for their players. Again, it's super fun when you can log in on Facebook and kind of like see the progress of your friends. You can send each other gifts. You can send each other like powers and all kinds of fun things to keep each other playing the game. And then there's also that little friendly level of competition, I also really love it for traveling because it does not require internet to play. So I am about to embark on a long trip overseas. And if you better believe I'm going to be bringing best fiends along with me, you can play it anywhere on the plane, on the subway, not while you're driving, but like anywhere. It's so great. I collect all these different characters. I have a ton of them and they each have different abilities. So you have to like pick them strategically to pass each level. So it actually does kind of test your mind and I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. It's a really, really fun game.
1: Amanda is a best fiends fiend. I am a fiend. (laughs) You're my best fiend. Thank you. (laughs) So engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters, too. It's a five-star rated mobile puzzle game with over 100 million downloads globally. Doy. Dang. So download free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. So again, that is friends without the R, best fiends. Treat your mm. games. Treat it.
2: All right, my case. Do it. I was struggling to figure out what the fuck to Google for the theme of martini-fueled murders.
0: Oh, my God. Um,
2: I had so much fun
0: Googling woman kills husband by poisoning cocktail.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, cocktail opens the field right up. I was trying to be really martini specific.
0: Oh, I didn't even fucking bother trying.
2: (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I eventually had a eureka moment. Because who is perhaps the most famous martini drinker of all time?
1: Popeye the sailor man.
0: Mm. <laughs> Gold finger. Yes. In Bond. your butt. He'll solve James your crime. <laughs> With his cold finger. Ew. (laughs)
2: Okay. All right.
0: (laughs) Okay. I was making up those lyrics, but it wasn't that far off. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) That song is really weird and gross.
2: (laughs) In the 1964 film, Goldfinger, (laughs) Sean Connery immortalized
0: Bond's favorite drink with the line, shaken, not stirred. I'm still more of a Pierce Brosnan Bond, but whatever, it's fine. I'll take it. Pierce Brosnan
2: is the most handsome Bond, but his movies are the worst Bond movies. I love Agreed. them;
0: they're so campy.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really bad. Okay, but author Ian Fleming had already gone into Bond's favorite martini recipe in exacting detail years earlier in the Doctor No book. Quote. A medium dry martini with a slice of lemon peel, shaken and not stirred, please. I would prefer Russian or Polish vodka.
0: Of course you would. Karen.
2: Yep. So that is James Bond's martini recipe officially. Love it. So now you might think this would be a fruitless Google search for a true crime show since James Bond is not true. He is in fact fictional,
0: but you would be wrong on both counts. Ooh. well, yeah, is it based on like actual, very fabricated, no, but like spy no. stuff?
2: That's not, not really. No, it's not, that's not spy why. stuff. Oh, I
0: thought it was spy stuff.
2: Spy stuff. Um. Okay. Spice A chemistry no.
0: happens.
2: <laughs> A chemistry happens. <It's> <laughs> A chemistry occurs, and well. James Bond is real. Um, Okay, no. Indeed, in 2006, a marina manager in Suffolk, England, had the profound privilege to meet a real-life James Bond when he helped a bank repossess the international spy's boat. Wow. Wow. Let's back up a bit, however. This case takes place in Her Majesty's England, which is fitting for James Bond, and you know what that means. It's I have no idea. F- <laughs> it's time for geography. Geography. Uh-huh. So Suffolk is home to the villages of Woolpit, Barry St. Edmunds, <laughs> and I, <Yikes>. E-Y-E, O, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> As well as the metropolises of Assington, (laughs) Cockfield, (laughs) Gipping, (laughs) Blow Norton. No, no, Norton. (laughs) Shimpling and Amanda's favorite, Snape.
1: Oh, I like Assington. <laughs> Assington is okay. I like Blow Norton.
0: <laughs> Edward Blow Norton. Blorton.
2: Cockfield. <laughs> Assington Cockfield and Blow Norton.
0: God, I want to have Doctor, like a pet. No,
3: <laughs> no. I want to get a.
0: I want to get a pet skink and name him. Lord Assington, Blow Norton,
3: oh, Cockfield.
0: That's,
2: yes, Cockfield, Lord Esquire. Lord
0: Assington, Blow Norton, Cockfield, at your service, Esquire. I like it, Esquire.
2: <laughs> okay, so now that that's out of the way, let's return to our unfortunate, suddenly boatless bond. Mm-hmm. 41-year-old Michael Newitt was twice married and the father of five children, which I should knew it. be a crime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Michael Newitt.
2: Uh, he also owned and operated Mycena Technologies Limited, which is branded as a telecommunications firm, but basically they just installed phone systems, and they were based in Leicester. hmm mm. Which is spelled Leicester,
0: Wor- Worcestershire, 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 sure, sure. Worcestershire, Worcester sauce.
2: But the company was failing and on the brink of bankruptcy, which would be the second time that knew It would have to file for bankruptcy. So things are not looking great for him. Mm. And on this December day in question, Newitt was about to suffer one more financial blow, Norton. <laughs> his 200,000 <000, laughs> His 200,000 pound boat was being kicked out of the marina for unpaid docking fees. Mm. But Newitt had a plan. Quote, the broke businessman morphed into Commander Newitt. An intelligence officer from MI5. Whoa! According to the commander, the boat was needed for an undercover mission. Oh my god!
1: Mm -hmm. The The
2: lie worked like a charm and kicked off a two-year role-playing ruse. So he—I don't understand
0: how people are so gullible. I don't believe anyone about anything, right? (laughs) I don't believe my parents about my lineage. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't. No. There's there's (laughs) red
2: flags all over the place. Yeah.
0: You're so right.
2: Um, No, he literally, as part of the boat incident, knew it produced a copy of the Official Secrets Act, which is basically like the, the legislation in the UK of like, if you work for the government, with classified information, you can't share classified information. Mm-hmm. He literally just provided a photocopy of the Official Secrets Act and was, was like, "Here's I'm my a spy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> don't take my boat." That's like when Michael Scott gives uh, Mindy Kaling the Hello Kitty computer case that she had gotten as given as the corporate gift and she's like prove it show me the receipt show me that you actually went and bought this and he just hands <laughs> he just hands her a receipt for mcdonald's and it's like here yeah. it is <laughs> i said jesus how many filet of fishes did you order
1: <laughs> seven yeah
2: it's just it's fucking <sighs> crazy but it worked I can't. I
1: mean,
0: confidence is key. It's like people showing a fake ID or something.
5: mm -hmm. Or like an obviously expired
0: ID. Oh, good.
2: (laughs) 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 He would later pull the same stunt when the bank tried to repossess his car, a Volvo XC90, my dream car, that he'd fitted out with strobe lights and a siren.
0: What is he? Nineteen? What is wrong with this guy? He vapes. He, that's for sure. He, he vapes, and his name is Kyle.
2: My Kyle.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> He'd even pulled someone over on the M6 highway in Cheshire and no. handed the man, who was a drunk driver, so like in fairness good on Citizen's him, like, the, the one good thing that this man has done. Handed the man over to the police before driving off, saying he was, quote, on his way to a special assignment. Okay.
1: <laughs> He'd make a terrible spy. He's just leaking secrets all over the place. He's telling everyone. <laughs> yeah. Every,
2: he's, like, got a blow horn. He's like, I am a spy. <laughs> Let me keep my boat and my luxury SUV. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Even Newitt's wife, Louise, appeared to believe her husband was an international man of mystery. <laughs> he slept beside what would later turn out to be a replica 9mm handgun each night.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> and... And would
2: often I quote. <laughs> and would often quote race off from home without warning on special
0: missions. <laughs> oh, I'm just, sure special missions just, to cheat with like Nancy yeah. down the street.
1: Oh, make believe. He's full into it. His
0: delusion is deep.
1: <laughs> what a fucking
0: dork. <laughs>
1: later
2: when the jig was finally up Louise would tell police in disbelief you've got the wrong man my husband works for you oh
0: honey no
5: (laughs) oh honey no
0: Louise
3: oh (laughs) oh Oh. honey no No. (laughs) honey (laughs) doctor no (laughs) no (laughs) knew
2: uh, Newitz's cover was blown was blown <laughs> Norton. <blow-nortened>. when he, <laughs> when he took things one step too far. <laughs> he apparently, quote, "flounced into a police station in Hinckley and introduced himself as commander in the Metropolitan Police Service. No
3: <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> He's
0: ballsy. Yeah. It makes me wonder if he actually is starting to like believe these delusions. <laughs>
2: he has like it. to be, he has to be believing it. He further specified that he was a special Operations Commander with mi5, the Foreign Office, and counterterrorism units. And he even had a fancy wallet to prove it. Oh, no. It's <laughs> there. It's photo, a Velcro wallet. Photo on the drive. Oh. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh. oh,
1: wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty fancy. Are we looking at the wallet? Oh, yeah, there is a wallet. Oh, my God. The
2: leather wallet containing uh, Newt's fake ID was embossed with the crown (laughs) emblem and the letters CMG, which stand for, quote, a high-ranking award fictitiously awarded to James Bond in the story From Russia with Love. Yes. Did he
0: have this custom made for himself?
2: Yes,
1: he did.
0: Oh, oh,
1: no. (laughs) By the way, these photos will be available on the blog.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yes, and you, amazing. you
1: gotta see. Yeah, the you gotta wallet. see. He
2: didn't even find. Well, like uh, it may. It would make sense that he you can't find like what a special award is for a secret spy agency. And you So we think just they were with a James Bond one. You'd think don't that, don't that they were with
0: the most recognizable fake special award that exists in popular culture.
1: Also, mm-hmm. do you really think that this high-level award at a secret agency would hand out like corporate gifts? <laughs> like a leather yeah. wallet? <laughs>
2: Here's My your idea. coffee Like a mug, Hello Kitty
1: computer case. A fleece yeah. jacket with like a secret emblem (laughs) on it like a a mouse pad yeah (laughs) they're just like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this i guess i'll take this to goodwill (laughs) an umbrella
2: (laughs) oh my god okay Oh my god yes knew knew it went to the police that day uh that fateful day ostensibly to quote pass on intelligence about drug
1: dealers Mm. he's thank god we have him he's so delusional
2: <laughs> but an actual police officer became suspicious of his commander title. Yeah. The, of- <laughs> the officer p c Lee Smith, who has a military background so he's aware of like hierarchy and titles and insignia, yeah, sniffed some bullshit and decided to do some digging. He soon uncovered Newitt's prior convictions for failing to keep proper accounts for his past businesses, which had filed for bankruptcy, so he'd, he'd had, like, convictions in his past. P.C. Smith promptly arrested the commander for impersonating an officer. <laughs> Investigators then seized handcuffs, a friction lock baton, three air weapons and ammunition, seven flash grenades, police radio handsets and earpieces, none of which were functional. My God. As well as numerous shredded fake identity documents from Newitt's vehicle and residence. So he had a whole kit and caboodle. He definitely did believe his own bullshit. I think he was starting to, yes. Interestingly, quote, a search of his rented home in (laughs) Osgathorpe also revealed numerous motor racing helmets, overalls, and boots, and officers believe he may have once posed as a racing driver. Huh. So he had other identities that he was toying with as well. This
1: is bizarre.
2: Or maybe that was Commander Newitt's cover.
5: Oh. <laughs> you know? It's
2: like Russian dolls. There are so yep, many, yep.
0: like... They're all nested. Fractures here.
2: <laughs> P.C. Smith, so the arresting officer, said, quote, "...the James Bond character became real to him. He told his employees he was a secret agent." But if he really was a spy, they would be the last people to know. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) In court, Newitt confessed to five charges for fraudulent IDs, one count of impersonating a police officer, and two imitation firearms charges, including one for a commando rifle. So he had one charge for that fake nine millimeter that he slept with and then oh also a God. rifle
1: <laughs> after all of this like came to the surface don't you think his wife would just be like you're a fucking idiot yeah i hope his wife
0: still believes got out
2: i hope his wife was like this is just part of his cover no just she's to- so <laughs> deep in it too she
0: <laughs> believes him.
2: it's speculation i have no idea but At trial, Newitt's defense argued that he suffered from quote low self esteem, (laughs) which (laughs) caused which caused him to invent all of this. But the pity party didn't sway the judge, and Newitt was handed down a two year jail sentence in late two thousand eight. So he's definitely out by now, and one can only hope is working for Her Majesty. (laughs) I mean, he did such a great job in the interview. Right. <laughs> All right. And then I have one one other super, super short one. On October 4th, 2012, Gabby Scanlon was celebrating her 18th birthday at the newly opened Oscar's Wine Bar and Bistro in Lancaster, which mm. is exactly 84.3 miles northwest of Peniston. I oh, thank checked. God.
5: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> you walk to each step. That's exact.
5: Mm.
2: When she was handed a free nitro Jägermeister shot by a bar employee. I don't like that. Nitro. Is this just when it's like pre-chilled? I will find out what it means. Um, But it's her 18th birthday, so it means it's like the birthday where she can start to drink in the UK. Right. So she gets a free shot. The cocktail is laced with two toxic substances liquid nitrogen, which makes the drink appear to smoke or be surrounded by a cloud of white vapor, as well as the even more dangerous Jägermeister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so foul.
2: Oh, I cannot. I cannot. Liquid nitrogen boils at negative 196 degrees Celsius.
0: Whoa. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. It's really
2: odd. It is not meant to be ingested and can cause severe internal damage. So it's the perfect ingredient to a cocktail. (laughs) So anyway, back to young Gabby. She asked the employee if the shot was safe to drink because it was like, smoking and had vapor and stuff Mm -hmm. and he assured her it was but after she took it she felt an immediate searing pain down her esophagus and
0: into her stomach yeah you do not drink that shit
2: yeah she began tearing at her clothes in a panic as smoke
0: billowed from her mouth and nose Uh, Oh, This is why the dry ice goes in the bottom of the cauldron, and then you put, like, another punch bowl over the dry ice Mm -hmm. to serve from. You don't put the dry ice in the... uh, That's so annoying.
2: She couldn't breathe and was rushed to the hospital where surgeons were forced to remove her stomach and small bowel in order to save her life. Oh,
0: Holy... Sh- this poor girl. Oh, my I God. I hope this motherfucker got sued for all he's
3: worth.
2: I don't know. Lancashire police said, quote, medical opinion is that this would have proved fatal had the operation not been carried out urgently.
0: Good Lord.
2: The wine bar and bistro normally serves a cocktail for, like, nine pounds, which includes liquid nitrogen and champagne, and which apparently hasn't caused any issues but the bar admitted that it quote failed to ensure the shot sized cocktail was safe yeah. for consumption no risk assessment has been carried out on the dangers
0: oh my god so
2: the bar stopped serving any liquid nitrogen cocktails obviously yeah and Gabby survived but she fucking lost two organs Her bowel yeah fuck at 18 years old, oh. and I'm sure she's gonna sue. But I didn't follow up.
0: You know how past every that. time you have a hangover, you're like, "Oh, I'm never drinking again," and then you definitely drink again. Right. <laughs> uh, if this happened to me, I would never drink again. She right? probably isn't able to. I know, but like,
2: she got a she was handed a free drink, and she asked if it was safe to drink.
0: Yeah. I mean, this could have been me in New Orleans. I was taking shots out of people's mouths. I yeah. didn't know what planet I was on. A free shot?
2: I, yeah, I wouldn't I'll have even it. asked. Right. I know. Yeah, so those are my cases. Wow. Nice
1: job. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. And now let's hear from our sponsor, Jaegermeister and Liquid Nitrogen. Y'all, this season can be a whirlwind of deliveries, visitors, ick, holiday travel, so it is the best time of the year to upgrade your doorbell and keep an eye on home no matter where the holidays take you. This is for real. Ring brings you so much peace of mind. It helps you stay connected to your home from anywhere. So if there's a package delivery or a surprise visitor, you'll get an alert and be able to see, hear, and speak to them. We (laughs) are living in the age of technology, y'all, all from the convenience of your phone. If you're on the go this season, whether it's across town or across the country, you can check in anytime for some much needed holiday peace of mind.
1: Oh my God. I love my ring system. I love mm-hmm. being able to, well, I, I'm a millennial, obviously. I really don't like it when people just knock on my door. Right. <laughs> don't stop by. Do unless not stop by. We've made arrangements. Exactly. Text. Yeah. But yeah, when someone knocks on your door and you're like, maybe upstairs in your bathrobe, and you're like, oh my God, do I need to go answer the door? Is it like a political door knocker? Which, bless them, but man, sometimes I don't want to engage because, again, are they in black slacks, white button ups, and skinny black ties? You know, or is it the delivery man with your wink delivery? Because then I'm answering the door. Because then we're answering the door no matter what state. So Mm -hmm. it's. I just love being able to see who's at the front door. If I'm out of town, being able to see if a package was delivered, because then I can, like, text my neighbor and ask if they could, like, put it inside. Because, again, like Amanda said, season of deliveries, y'all. Yeah. Like, that package thievery is very real, so. Yes, consult my Twitter, and you will know the truth of that. Oh, yeah. So, for these and many more reasons, I love my ring system, the video doorbell, and all of the associated features that is the way to go. Mm -hmm. So as a listener you have a special holiday offer on a Ring Welcome Kit available right now. With a Ring Video Doorbell 2 and the Chime Pro, the Ring Welcome Kit has everything you need to keep an eye on home no matter what the holiday season brings. So with Ring, you are always home. Just go to ring.com forward slash gals. That's G-A-L-S. That is, again, ring.com forward slash gals. Additional terms may apply. Treat yo security. Oh, my gosh. up.
0: Finding a bra can be a hellscape to navigate. Mm-hmm. And Third Love makes it easy for a multitude of reasons. Number one, Third Love uses data points generated by millions of people who have taken their Fit Finder quiz. We love a good quiz. Mm. To design their bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Check, check, and check. They also offer more sizes than most other brands because Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, Dang. including their signature half cup sizes. Hello. How incredible is that? And my personal favorite, because I hate to leave my house, the convenience of third love. You can skip the trip. You can find your fit with third loves online fit finder. You order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. No more teenage girl who's doing her like second shift with the little like the sad, Ugh. overused measuring tape around yeah. their neck And they're like knocking on the door While you're silently crying to yourself <laughs> In the in the dressing room <laughs> Is this too, you know, detailed an experience? Mm-hmm. Am I triggered right now? Maybe a little bit But
1: third love keeps <laughs> these things from happening to you Oh my god, Third Love is amazing. They offer comfort and quality. This is hands down the most comfortable bra that you'll own. Uh-huh. They're so soft. The the cups are like a little bit stretchy. It just makes it feel like it's just formed to your skin in the best way. Yeah. They also have straps that won't slip and tagless labels. They're not itching back there like if uh, you, we've that's so we've brilliant. all been there. And like where the bra strap Where the hook is, where the tag is, it's right in the middle of your back. It's like the one place you can't get to. For real. (laughs) And you cannot train your cats to scratch that spot. uh, We've tried. Not my cats. No. But yeah, that tagless label is key. They also have lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that, like I said, just mold to your shape. Mm-hmm. I'm just really grateful that they offer uh, bra options that have, like, you can kind of have two different cup sizes. Yeah. Because I know I'm not alone, that my boobs are two drastically different
0: sizes. Oh, your girls are real uneven. <laughs>
1: they really are. And, like, I love them just as they are. They're great. I'm not ashamed of them, but that's Mm-mm. thanks in part to Third Love offering a solution yeah. that doesn't end in like a huge inch gap on my For small real? side. For all the world to see through my t-shirt. I feel that. Oh, my God. They also have robes. I just Ugh. I just got out of the shower. I am currently wearing my robe. It's so comfortable. I love comfortable. the robes. They
0: also have really, like, beautiful... I have some very beautiful, like, sexy lace panties from them Ooh, that are world. also extremely comfortable. Mm. Like, taking that sort of, I feel really sexy and good in this these undergarments, but they are also comfortable... That is combining my two absolute favorite things. I can't Absolutely. even. And Third Love knows that there is a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners fifteen percent off your first order. Just go to thirdlove.com/gals now to find your perfect fitting bra and get fifteen percent off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com/gals for fifteen percent off today. Treat yo undergarments. Treat em. The holiday season is here. It is here whether we like it or not. And that means gift giving to ourselves and I guess (laughs) to others. I guess. If you're me, mostly to ourselves. (laughs) And giving holiday gifts is great, but overspending on all of those holiday gifts is definitely not great. So why spend more than you have to? Finding the lowest price is easy if you have honey. Ugh. We love honey. Honey, tell us why we love honey.
1: Okay, honey. So, if you're listening to this show right now, which you are, you already know that we hate leaving our houses. So much. Which means Ugh. there's a lot of online shopping that happens in these households. Mm-hmm. And. Like Amanda said, holidays coming up. I'm not going to go to the mall. You kidding me?
0: You could not pay me to go to the mall during the holidays.
1: Absolutely not. So I actually did get a jumpstart on holiday shopping recently. I know. I'm normally shopping on like December 23rd. Good for you, uh, honey. Yeah. So I um, went to a popular clothing retail website and... My little honey uh, icon popped up while I was shopping, while I was checking out. I got 18% off. No. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. And honey saves me money on almost anything. Like, I'm aware that it's there. I'm aware that I have downloaded the honey application and it's, like, always running. But sometimes I'm just not really thinking about what types of things that I'm buying, if they're not like right. goods, they could be services. And that little coin pops up, dances like I'm saying. money. It thinks about it
0: for you.
1: It is. It goes like, ding, ding, honey, save that money. Yeah.
0: Save that money, honey. So if you're buying gifts this season, then you need honey. And if you're not, you probably know someone who is. So do them a solid and tell them about honey. Get everybody on board with honey. Honey can help make sure that you're getting the best price for whatever you're buying. It's Free to use and it installs In just two clicks Kenyon uses it if Kenyon can do it anybody can Mm -hmm. Get honey for free at Joinhoney.com slash gals That's joinhoney.com Slash gals treat your bank Account treat it I went a little darker This week Mm. so We're gonna talk about uh, Some Kind of cuckoo bananas lady And it's gonna be fun
2: okay Amanda Um, Jacobson was born I know right
0: (laughs) this is out of upstate New York so it's a little close to home but uh Stacey Daniels and Michael Wallace met when they were both teenagers in 1985 as any hormone fueled 17 year olds might the two fell madly in love and married when they both turned 18
2: oh dear god
0: I know your first mistake by 1988 they had their first daughter, Ashley, and another daughter, Bree, in 1991. From the outside looking in, this was a family that John Bon Jovi could have sung about. <laughs> Blue-collar folks getting by on her work as an ambulance dispatch operator and his work as a night mechanic, like he worked an evening shift for like some big mechanics shop. I don't know. Mm. Or cool. their names. Salt, Jack of the and earth. Diane. Salt of the earth folk. Yeah. A little ditty about Jack and Diane, but that's not Bon Jovi. Uh, they lived a quiet life and rarely fought, though Stacy did feel that Michael favored the youngest daughter, Brie, and often went above and beyond to bond with their older daughter, Ashley, to pick up the slack. And Ashley would later say that they were the best of friends, which you never want in a mother daughter relationship. No. Or whatever. <laughs>
2: not like safe. many.
0: No, like many young couples do, Stacy and Michael began to grow apart, though their bonds with their children remained incredibly strong. Despite the children keeping them married, rumors of affairs involving both Stacy and Michael began to spread. In a later interview with ABC News, Stacy alleged that Michael struggled with substance use disorder and that was putting a strain on their marriage, as well as their opposite schedules with him working nights uh, as a mechanic and her dispatch shifts scheduled during the day. But the couple remained together despite all of this and the marriage, although seemingly broken, carried on. Uh-huh. Friends later stated that Stacy was contemplating divorce around this time, but nothing was ever filed. Then in 1999 Michael hit a rough patch with his health. Throughout the winter of that year he was ill with a persistent but undiagnosed sickness.
2: Stacy, what have you done? Correct. <laughs> it was uh, those chili dogs.
3: <laughs> And special I thanks. I have a tasty
0: <laughs> no relation to cocktails or martinis. Special thanks. we
2: chili dogs <laughs> crimes.
0: Yep. Um, he was often unsteady on his feet, appeared bloated or swollen, um, and had a hacking cough that just wouldn't go away. His family was growing increasingly concerned as this didn't look like a common cold, and he simply couldn't shake it. They urged him to go to the doctor to get checked out, and he did, and was told that he might have an inner ear issue that's causing some of his symptoms, but it didn't add up because it didn't explain, like, the bloating. It didn't really explain the cough. It more explained his sort of vertigo and, like, the dizziness, so it only really accounted for one thing. Mm -hmm. And so his family is basically saying, like, you should go to another doctor and get a second opinion, But for reasons that we can only speculate, which could include toxic masculinity, mediocre health coverage, not wanting to miss work, any of the above, none of the above. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Michael did not make it into the doctor again and died suddenly in January of 2000 at only 38 years old while laying on the sofa in his home. Oh. Oh, my
2: God.
0: So young. (sighs) Um, Michael was deeply loved by his friends and family Who said quote Mike was the life of the party If you needed something that Mike had He would give it to you Um, He was just like a helpful Generous like loving Family man despite rumors of Maybe him having too many beers Once in a while or you know Extramarital affairs which were not corroborated Or confirmed Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I honestly Don't have reason to believe that he actually Was like stepping out on his marriage, but people can still be good and make those kinds of mistakes. So I don't think mm-hmm. that's even really relevant to be perfectly honest. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but doctors ruled his death, a heart attack. And Stacy accepted this assessment without question, even when their very astute at the time, 11 year old daughter, Ashley wanted more answers and thought an <gasps> autopsy should be performed. Yes. Ashley, yes. I know, yeah. 11 Ashley years is old.
2: In the
0: wine coven. 100,000%. <laughs> uh, we will come back to Ashley, don't you worry. Um, but, you know, she's 11. So Stacey's like, I'm waving this off. Michael was put to rest as she collected his $55,000 life insurance policy.
2: Not a big policy.
0: Not huge, but it was also the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, like, that amount of money definitely went farther than than it, it does now. It was the 60s. It was the 60s, but that's, it's not, I mean, it's a blue collar, for a right. blue collar family, that's not a bad chunk of cash. Yeah,
2: right,
5: right.
0: Um, a year later, and this is blue collar in the 90s where that actually meant like two people could have a combined income of like 50 to $60,000 and still live
1: an okay so like life salary. with two kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So a year later, Stacy meets a man named David Castor when she takes a job as an office assistant at his place of business. He was a successful businessman who owned an air conditioning installation and repair company. The two quickly strike up a bond that leads to love and are married in 2003. So only three years after Michael dies. Mm -hmm. Stacy seemingly had lovely taste in men as David, like her first husband, was kind and loved by his friends and family. And she loved him too. Um, quote, David was very conscientious, very work-driven, very into the outdoors, she said. He had snowmobiles and four-wheelers and a boat. So maybe mm. she just loved all of his stuff. Who knows? He had lots of toys. He had toys. Uh, David was support and strength and security to me. David could relate in a lot of ways to Stacey. Though not a widower, he was a divorcee with a now-grown child of his own from his previous marriage, David Jr., um, he openly embraced Stacey being a single mom and did his best to welcome Stacey's daughters, Ashley and Bree, into his life. The daughters, however, were not thrilled about their mother remarrying so soon after their father's death, which I get. And they're teenagers at this point. so yeah. it's like right. That's going to be hard unhappy. no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after the marriage, things got a little heated at times in the household between David and the girls. Nothing physical. Like, no, there's no sign of any kind of just ab- abuse you're not my real dad exactly exactly and i i think that that would be really hard and i think that like sometimes we're all we can be hard on men again another product of the fucking patriarchy who when a lot of ch- challenges come about with blended families i do sometimes think that like the the patriarch of the family can get a lot more grief about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um and So Stacy was quoted as as saying that, quote, David was difficult with the kids. He expected them to do everything that he said without question. And being my children, they questioned everything. So like Mm -hmm. this just sounds like pretty normal. You're not my dad. Yeah. Blended family teenager shit. Um, But it would appear that what seemed like paradise was actually going in the opposite direction. And one day, David doesn't show up to where the two both work. Ashley killed him. well, we wish.
2: <laughs> it was me. It it's funny that you twist.
0: funny that you should say Ashley killed him because we will that <gasps> will come up. So concerned, Stacy makes several attempts to reach David, but doesn't get an answer. So she calls the local police and explains that, quote, her husband had locked herself in their bedroom for the day following an argument and was not responding to his cell phone. She had, had told locked police. locked
2: himself or her in
0: the bedroom? Him, himself. So she uh-huh. had told police that like the night before they'd had a fight and they had fought like most of the evening. And then at like five in the morning, he kicked her out of the bedroom, like grabbed booze and locked himself in there. She like slept on the couch, went to work, assuming that he was just going to show up to work. He doesn't show up. He's not answering the calls. And so she's like, the last time I saw him was when he locked me out of our bedroom. Okay. So yeah, Stacey had told police that quote, David got upset, took a bottle of Southern Comfort, yum, went into the bedroom and and locked himself in and reportedly got drunk and then wouldn't come out.
1: Not the best fighting Um,
0: strategy. Not the best, but also uh, I can't say I've never done something like this.
2: Depends <laughs> how you define the best. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, this next portion is from Murderpedia. Quote, she claimed he was depressed, unable to get a response. Sergeant Robert Willoughby of the Onondaga County Sheriff's Department kicked in the door of the bedroom and found David Castor lying dead. (gasps) Among the items near his body were a container of antifreeze and a half-full glass of bright green liquid. Willoughby says he remembers that Castor screamed, quote, he's not dead, he's not dead. Ew. So he's dead. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So (laughs) she
2: is standing there when... They bust down the door.
0: uh Uh-huh. Okay. So at first, the coroner ruled David's death a suicide. Idiot. But a closer look at the scene by police started to tell a different story. Mm. From ABC News, quote, police found two glasses on the nightstand next to the bed, one containing what was later identified as antifreeze. And underneath the bed, they found a bottle, like one of those large, like, gallon ones you get at the gas station, Mm -hmm. of antifreeze with its top off. Under the bed? Under the bed, like poking out from the bed. What the fuck? I know. It gets worse. Trust me. When police searched the kitchen and found a turkey baster, apparently smelling of alcohol disposed in the trash can, they began to suspect foul play.
2: All right, Stacey
0: yeah dumb bitch dna testing of the turkey baser would show david's dna on the tip indicating it had been used to put something in his mouth like i don't know
2: antifreeze Antifreeze,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but
5: something that would
0: prevent
2: freezing right and also (laughs) kill a man and also thoroughly kill someone
0: (laughs) yeah prevent life But Stacy clung hard to the story that David had killed himself saying that he had recently lost his father and that his depression and binge drinking led him to take his own life. David's friends and family were not buying it. Detectives began an investigation, but they really didn't have much to go on because, like, there's some evidence, but, like, fingerprints are all over everything. It's in their home. Like, it's kind of a, uh-huh. I don't know all the stopgaps, but, you know, it's not exactly a cut and dry investigation.
5: Right. Um
0: the investigation itself lasted over 2 years with detectives trying to connect the dots between Stacy's two husbands who died under suspiciously similar circumstances. A few details about the investigation uh, were listed on Wikipedia. Quote, the detectives on the case ordered wiretaps on Caster's house. They listened in on phone calls for any unusual conversations. In addition, they set up cameras overlooking Caster's house and... Okay, this is the fucking weirdest shit ever. Not not what the investigation did, but what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. They set up cameras on her husband's grave sites who had been buried side by side at Caster's request. And, at Stacy's uh, request. The two husbands no. she'd killed were buried in the same plot side by side. No, that's so gross. Yeah. Isn't that weird?
2: Was, was the plan that she would be buried in the middle?
0: Uh, possibly. I don't know. I Which, don't in my like opinion, that. I don't think that's creepy if you have been widowed more than once in, mm-hmm. like, normal circumstances, right, natural but if you've causes killed them. Yeah, I think there's kind of a sweetness to that, but the fact that she murdered them. But yeah. she
2: can't very well if she's getting away with these murders, she can't very well be like I murdered them, so I can't be buried next to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she no, has but to then- she has to do what
1: a widow would do.
0: Yeah, but I don't even think every widow would have both of her ex-husbands who never knew each other buried next to each other That's because the they both that died.
1: That's the part that I don't feel great about. The only thing that those two men have in common is the one woman that, that they married. them. And that she, yeah, she killed them. They never met in real life. That's just and odd. With and David, with
0: David, it's not like she's his only family. Like, he has an ex-wife and a son of his own you know, yeah. I I don't know. The whole thing just kind of fucking weirds me out. But obviously she's got issues because she fucking killed both of her husbands. Yeah, so this is, this is the is least a, <laughs> of it. This is the least of our problems. It just really stuck out to me. it just gave me the absolute heebs. Like, yeah, the heeb. The uh, heebie jeebies. It was bad. So um detectives had uh surveillance cameras set on their gravesites. So that uh, she could be recorded if she would visit them. So to continue to quote, Mm -hmm. detectives reasoned that if Castor were truly genuine about her love for her late husbands, then she would eventually visit their graves. They wanted to observe. It is speculation. Because
2: like I. That's circumstantial at best. Yeah. Like some people don't feel connected to the grave. They feel connected to other things about
0: that. My father died and I've never been to his grave ever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, granted i have some of his ashes
0: to him. yeah i have some of his ashes but i don't i've i've never been to his gravesite so yeah. yeah i think that's kind of bullshit too but i also kind of get why right. they would want to surveil that that area um it says they wanted to observe her behavior while she was there but Castor, however never visited the investigators soon felt the only way to prove Castor responsible for both homicides was to have uh, Michael Wallace's body exhumed. Duh. You can't just go off of like, this is how she acted at their graveside. You have to get fucking evidence. Right. So he was, and a toxicology screening ruled that Michael Wallace had also been killed through antifreeze poisoning. So mm-hmm. now we're seeing a lot. A pattern. Of of, of dots, Yeah. So police are closing in on Stacy, and they bring her in for questioning. And this might be one of my favorite moments in this fucking case. Detective Dominic Spinelli, which sounds like a Starring character in Vin a movie. Diesel. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a character in a movie about a murder involving poison and not an actual human man. But Dominic uh-huh. Spinelli, played by Vin Diesel, uh-huh. brings her in for questioning on September seventh of two thousand seven. And listen to this fucking quote. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I asked Stacy do you remember which glass it was that you poured the cranberry juice in? Because she was saying that she had poured her husband cranberry juice. And she looked at it and said, well, when I poured the (laughs) antifree, I... And then she stopped and said, I mean, I mean the cranberry juice. (laughs) Yeah.
5: (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah you
0: dumb, and you dumb. <laughs> and when the detective picked up on her slip of the tongue, she accused him of trying to frame her and stopped the interview.
1: Yeah, honey, you, framed you did that me with my own.
2: <laughs> the slip anti-free, of the t- you Freudian framed me.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so obviously, now she is really freaking out and wanted to divert attention away from herself. Her brilliant idea was to put the heat on her oldest daughter and best friend, Ashley. Oh,
1: you bitch. Oh, my God. Oh, (laughs) Ashley's
0: the hero. Ashley is the fucking hero. And this poor girl who was at her first day attending her first day of college, first day. Uh. When police contacted her with the news that her father, Michael, who had been exhumed, was officially killed by antifreeze poisoning and they oh. were reopening his case as a homicide.
1: What first a fucking, day fucking day of college day. she gets this
0: this piece of information. She's obviously devastated. She calls her mom Stacy to talk about it. And remember that Stacy's phones are all tapped, so police hear the entire conversation, wherein Stacy is extremely interested in what Ashley may have said to police on the phone when they called her about her dad, Michael. And she suggests that Ashley come over that night for a cocktail. No, nope, finally bringing nope. this back Anti-freeze. to the episode topic.
2: Antifreeze oh my cocktail, God.
0: pretty much, because they had both quote had a hard day. <laughs> yeah. So Stacy mixes her daughter a drink, and Ashley accepts it without question. Pretty soon, she became incredibly sleepy and goes to her bedroom and falls asleep. She woke up the next day feeling hungover after one drink. At the age of like 19. I don't fucking think so. Uh-huh. You should be bouncing back way easier than that. You're not near your 30, uh-huh. honey. <laughs> yeah. She goes to her classes for the day and comes back home to her mom's house after school with Ashley's 21st birthday, right around the corner and the hard times the family is going through. Stacy suggests they let loose because she's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom.
2: She's a killer mom.
0: She's a killer mom. So she starts mixing another batch of cocktails, a simple concoction of vodka and orange juice, but with a not-so-lemony twist.
2: A pepper vodka, because she was in China, and orange <laughs> juice. It's and the worst nothing. ever, and it makes for a really angry
0: drunk. Let me tell you. Oh, I believe it, because you're cranky <laughs> about having to drink it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, Sergeant Michael Norton, Blow Norton, reflects on a statement that Ashley gave to police saying quote, she remembered that the drink did not taste very good and that her mom got her a straw and told her to put the straw to the back of her throat and to just drink it. That's Uh, how
1: cocktails work.
0: That's how parenting works. To your nineteen-year-old child, I can imagine booze
1: in your system. Asap, I can imagine.
0: I can imagine a mom, an (laughs) exasperated mom, doing this with like baby milk, and being like, "Just drink it. Just put it back and drink it." Like to a toddler, (laughs) not with a cocktail to a nineteen-year-old though. Oh my god! Um, Or a twenty-year-old. She says she did what her mother told her, and then she was tired after she drank it and went and laid down. Ashley's little sister Bree found her the next morning in her bed, barely breathing, and panicked, screaming for her mother to call nine one one. Stacy apparently told nine one one operators that Ashley had consumed alcohol and, quote, quite a few doses of medications. A
2: chemistry
0: chemistry occurred. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
5: Brie,
0: Bree, still in the room with Ashley, then found something odd. A typed letter indicating that it was from Ashley. So not signed, but like typed, typed from Ashley or some shit nope. yep. that contained a confession for the murders of her father and stepfather and that she was now taking her own life.
2: This, oh, she killed her father at the age of 11. Yeah. This bitch cool. is yeah.
1: really bad at murder. Awful at it. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, awful at it, but also like deaf would have gotten away with it entirely with her first husband if she hadn't killed her second husband. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, on the phone with 911 in the other room, Stacy is making it very clear that she had seen the note in Ashley's room.
2: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah. The district attorney working on the case stated, quote, it seemed more important for her to tell them about the suicide note than to be talking about the condition of her daughter. Very Keep, suspect. Ugh. By some miracle, Ashley survived what was described as a, quote, cornucopia of drugs in her system. Ugh. And And doctors said she was minutes from death. Like, if they had gotten to her 15 minutes later, she would have died.
2: Oh, my God, this woman. Yeah.
0: She, after she had come to, she explained that she did not write any such suicide note, did not knowingly swallow any pills, and most certainly did not murder her father and stepfather. Mm -hmm. Stacey Castor was arrested right there in the hospital and charged with the murder of David Castor and attempted murder of her daughter Ashley I could not find the name of the pills used uh, to like fucking poison her but in multiple articles they were referred to as quote sleeping pills and other pills so I imagine it was just a cocktail of some of Stacey's own prescription meds and like Ambien alone mixed with alcohol can be extremely dangerous
2: and antifreeze yeah
0: so who knows (laughs) Um, In January of 2009 her trial began and though she was not being charged for her first husband Michael Wallace's murder the judge did allow attorneys to enter Michael Wallace's death as evidence to support the prosecution good. That coupled with Ashley taking the stand against her mother, wiretapped conversations, and the discovery of the suicide note on her own personal computer with not one but two drafts
5: she <laughs> She's such an idiot. I She's know. She's
2: so bad. She, Terrible. It's like read an Agatha Christie novel, you Read a movie for
0: God's sake. Read
2: a goddamn movie.
0: I can't. Um, so all of that pretty much sealed Stacy's fate. And after four days of deliberations, the jury returned with a guilty verdict, and Stacy was convicted of second-degree murder of David Castor, attempted murder of her daughter, and forging David Castor's will. The judge presiding over her trial stated at her sentencing, "quote In my 34 years in criminal ju- in the criminal justice system as a lawyer and a judge, I have seen serial killers, contract killers, killers of every variety and stripe." But I have to say, Mrs. Castor, you are in a class all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I God. can't even. So Stacey was sentenced to 51 years in prison, but died before completing her sentence in 2016 at only 48 years old. How'd she Why? die? She died of a heart attack in her cell, and there was no evidence of, like, suicide or foul play. Or I personally think karma fucking got her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that she died suddenly of an actual heart attack when that was like what the coroner assumed said
2: about her first husband about her first husband.
0: It's like that is some fucking karmic. His
1: ghost gave her a heart attack.
0: I fucking hope so, because I'm sorry, I'm not about the death penalty. But if you just die of natural causes while you're rotting in your cell for killing two people and almost killing your own child, yeah. Bye, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Stacey Castor, maybe the worst criminal of all time. Ever. Yeah, she so dumb. Oh, my so God. Dumb. Sucks so, so much. Bad. Yeah. Nice job. Isn't that wild? It was a super famous story, but I really didn't know much about it. Yeah, I have never heard of that one before. It was like all over the place in obviously the early aughts when all this was going down. And there was actually an episode of, uh, I can't remember what show it was, but a show that aired on Oxygen that covered this story. Yeah. So I thought that was another nice little connection to little our tied. guests from earlier today.
1: Yeah. Love it.
2: Well mm-hmm. done. All right. Well, special thanks this week. It's a bonus episode. Our only special thanks are to our very special guests, Darren Karp and John Thrasher of Martinis and Murder. Thank you Woo-hoo both yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We had so much fun having them, we did. it was awesome.
0: It was so fun. We, I know we had limited time with them, but it was really fun to get to know them. And hopefully we will be guesting on an upcoming episode of their show. Yeah. So we can actually dive into some more crime with these sweet,
1: sassy hosts. Can't wait. Yeah. Here for it. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WineAndCrimePod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! (laughs)